0: One day, one congregant in the receiving line said to me, can I make the meditations on Sunday during church longer? Because that's the only time he gets to meditate during the week. And I said in my head, this is what was, in, I didn't say it out loud. If if this is what you're saying to me, you haven't been listening to what I've been saying.
1: I find it very effective to say to my parishioners, you have not been listening to what I've been saying. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I bet they
1: love that. Welcome to episode six. 70 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. You can watch us live Tuesdays, uh, 9.15 p.m. Eastern at pubtheology.com or listen anytime wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Tonight's episode
0: is brought to you by our official sponsors. First of all, as always, casual priests maker of fine clergy wear clergy duds out of sweden their outfits are tailored modern confident stylish for both men and women i don't think we mentioned that enough the men Mm. have some very cool shirts as well i think when i keep uh when i get a more muscular physique from all my lifting i'm gonna have to get one of their outfits because you know can't be tailored if you're pudgy i'm still working this is a radio show Right? i segue <laughs> you can win free clergy apparel from casual priest if you leave us a message on our casual priest hotline 980 pt live 0 or 980-785-4830 you can also join our conversation at any time on twitter or facebook using the hashtag pt live
2: Ogan, i think you and i are going to have to have another discussion about body image And what's appropriate to wear. Yeah,
1: that came up last week,
2: yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, Two weeks ago. I think we missed last week for Halloween. And our wine sponsor is Wink Wine Club. Wink features superbly crafted wines delivered right to your door. Get started at trywink.com slash ptlive for $20 off your first order. And there's other fun savings on the uh, website.
1: Well, tonight, is it possible to find unity amid diversity of thought and belief in a church setting? Is this ideal? What are the positives to this? What are the drawbacks? Uh, What are the limits to inclusivity, if any? And how does this uh, maybe play out in other settings as well, other organizational settings? Or is it just easier to organize a community around the same beliefs and social values rather than opening the door to multiple views and perspectives we will discuss my name is brian burkoff i am a pastor in holland michigan and author of the book of theology beer conversation of god and tonight i am once again drinking a mandarina
0: ipa did you have from, like a lot of a lot of back stock on that that you're still drinking that is this from the wedding? Still leftover from the wedding? No, 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 it's no. Not.
1: actually, uh, actually, a friend bought me a case of this, so I got a few to work uh, through.
2: I don't remember you drinking that one yet.
1: Uh, I had this that last, last week. week. We had a guest last week, so I oh, that's right.
2: Week. Oh, I wasn't here last week. That's why. <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. <laughs> so this this one uh, has mango, orange, lemon, and lime. So a tasty IPA brew. Yum! And with us, as usual, Ogen Holder and Tina
0: Simmons. Welcome, guys. Thank you. And do you know where your Tina was last week? Do you know where you were last week, Tina? I know you no, were with I'm trying us. I
2: remember.
0: Oh dear. Must have been that fun a night, huh? All right. <laughs> I am while well, she thinks about that. I am Reverend Ogenholder, Minister at Union on the River in Amesbury, author of Rants to Revelations, unabashedly honest reflections on life, spirituality, and the meaning of God. For YouTubers, this is what it looks like. Pick up a copy on Amazon. I got props. I got props. And I am drinking since we are into fall season. I'm going with a porter tonight. But since I am staying true to my island roots, a coconut porter from Avery Brewing Company. And it's a pint, so it's a lot of coconut and a lot of porter. Porter with coconut added and aged in bourbon barrels. This should be tasty. We will, we will see.
2: Oh, I was at home last week, but we had company. Um, Will's Will's 50th birthday was on Monday, and we had a party, and his kids flew in to visit him to surprise him. So his kids were here, and his friend from New Jersey was here. So I had just had a house full of people. That's you,
1: all. Had a, you had house guests. I recalled that.
2: Yeah. Okay. That that me out for a second there. <laughs> Where was <that?
0: laughs> what, what I? What did you all have at the party to drink and nibble on? If you get my drift. Uh,
2: it was a public party at the whiskey bar, and we had no nibblets or tasteables, It's like I like to call them. Okay.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is Tina Simmons, and oh, this is Tina Simmons, author of *Zandral*. Being human is overrated, as T. Griffin. Got my copy
1: in the mail. Thank you. It's next on our list with the kids.
2: Awesome. Um, Yeah, I saw you're reading the Poisonwood Bible. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. We'll have to talk about that when you're done. Um, And tonight I'm drinking in honor of Ogin, Kraken and Ginger.
0: Nice. The darks and the stormies.
2: Dark and stormy.
0: Yum, yum, yum. Nice. Yeah, that's what they they call me back in the day.
2: Mm. Stop it. You're dark and I'm stormy.
0: Can we go back to this body image comment you made? Let's just be clear. I was just referring to myself, okay? I'm not referring to anybody else.
2: No, I'm... you said if you're pudgy, you can't wear tailored things.
0: No, 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 no. I said I. I'm referring to me. If I, I okay. if I, I, don't look good in tailored stuff when I am pudgier, okay. I'm referring to me. I'm not talking to anybody okay. else. Okay, Mine. we are
2: all one. If you're calling saying that okay. about yourself, you're saying it about everybody.
0: Okay, we're one, oh. but we're not the same. <laughs> Ooh touche and well played thank you very much it
2: was very well played yeah yeah,
0: that was good that was good thank you you. all right moving
1: on i guess we'll we'll allow it (laughs) so um speaking of books uh is there if you had to pick one book that had a profound influence on you or you might even say changed your life uh what book would that be and and why did it have that impact do you think
2: While you think, um, I will say Dark Side of Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. Um, The reason it had such an impact on me is because, you know, I was always like, you have to do things right. You have to be perfect. And it was the first time I actually read anything about embracing your dark side and not compartmentalizing your life and embracing all of you. And it was super impactful to me. Excellent. You look confused, Brian.
1: Uh, did you say uh, the dark side of
0: light chasers or life chasers? Light. With Got a T. key, chasers. Yeah. Yes, that I read that book. It's a good book. Um, I was trying to narrow down my choices, but I think the one that um, I'll throw up tonight is the Artist Way by by Julia Cameron. The Artist Way, and I would not be in this profession or ultimately as content as i am and feeling as fulfilled as i am without that book because when i was busy having my jonah in the whale experience of denying my call to ministry and trying to run away from it and not reconcile the fact that um, this was my calling and in the midst of angst and taking it out on my family and being in a job that was stressing me out and slowly killing me on the inside, um, somebody recommended the artist way and it profoundly changed me because it got me to stop running and turn around. Um, and one of the practices in the book, it's called the morning pages where you, it's not journaling. you wake up in the morning and you write at least three like legal pad pages of just Stream of consciousness Um, Even after I read the book I kept doing that for a few years, but the entire thing the entire basis of the book is that we are creative beings We have to love ourselves Um, we have to treat ourselves and Find ourselves and yeah, this book this book was what got me here on this path uh, which is why I staunchly refuse to read it again because I'm afraid of what it might tell me. <laughs> so maybe maybe when I start to feel a little place of, like, you know, uh, discontent with where I am or stuff like that, I might revisit it. But, but yeah, artist way. And I recommend it to people a lot when you know they either feel stuck or they are feeling unfulfilled in life or they're like i don't know what my calling in life is or anything like that that's that's the one i go for
1: nice
2: what about you brian
1: well as the uh theology nerd on the show i'll go with a biblical scholarship book um it's hard to choose just one though as as you guys uh noted but i would say um a book i read after seminary when i was uh, initially in ministry was called paul and palestinian judaism sort of a
2: sounds riveting <laughs> yeah,
1: i know exactly <laughs> yeah it's a page turner man i'll tell you <laughs> kind of an academic you know biblical scholarship book on ancient judaism uh in the first century and um Author was E. P. Sanders, and the, the argument he was making was that the um, the Judaism that Paul, the Apostle Paul, is describing, or at least the way we popularly read what Paul is saying, um, often via other theologians, that Judaism in the first century was all about works; that it was earning your way before God by doing enough good things. And that suddenly Paul was, you know, discovering this gospel of grace through Jesus. And he goes exhaustively to say that's sort of a caricature of uh, Judaism at that time or of any time. And of course, it's had unfortunate consequences throughout the history of the church uh, and the relationship of Christianity with Judaism. But all that aside, what, what was important to me was he just really dove into the context and, and brought some helpful rereadings of scripture based on that and for me it was just one of those sort of books that helped crack me out of a sort of fundamentalism i had about the bible and that i thought there was only one way to read it and i thought i had my theology down pat so it both helped me um, let go of uh, what i thought i knew about the bible as well as my theology and that was a cracking open that led to a lot more cracking open so it's not so much that the book was You know, fantastic. It was a good book, and it has its place. But really, the timing of it for me helped launch me into much more searching, learning, reading, growing, and I was grateful grateful for it.
0: It was a catalyst for your spiritual crisis. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. It's
2: it's kind of funny if you think about it, because all three of the books we talked about—that's what they were to us, like. Yours, Brian, you're like you said. Um, by the way, besides the game, um, what is that game called? A yeah, game I for you about? good Christians, yeah. Besides a game for good Christians that I'm buying for you for Christmas, I'm getting you a t shirt that says Theology Nerd. Um, nice. but you know, that's your personality, and then you know, Ogins is you know, more of the um,
0: well, that book didn't get me, that book didn't spur a crisis, it, it got me out of a crisis I was already in.
2: Well, I know, but it's still it, it like, and and mine wasn't theology based at all. It's, it it just kind of opened up who we were more. Yes, you know what a I mean? catalyst
1: for for what you needed or growth or a next step transformation. There you yeah. go. There you go. There you go. By the way, maybe we could uh, check those folks at a game for good Christians and see if they feel like sponsoring a fun
0: podcast. Is there? That would s- be so funny. Could way. be a bit. Play that well on a show, like in three different places. I don't know how we could pull that off, but we should play that on air. That we would be fun.
2: We could, yeah, we could, we could read the questions and pull the cards.
0: That would be fun. But how are we pulling cards? We're in three different locations. Like, well, the person who cards. pulls the card can read it. So, but okay, but don't we have to have cards from the deck to match too, or we have our I own? Don't, know don't you think
2: works? all the decks match?
0: Yeah, but the okay. cards will be shuffled different. I so? see your point though. I see where you're going. So we each yeah. all have I, to have I
1: agree, question. Tina. I don't think it matters.
0: I think we can do it. I think we should do it. I think <laughs> that should be our Christmas show. That <laughs> could be.
2: That's a pretty sacrilegious Christmas show. I'm just saying. Well,
0: can you listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, do people expect any, any less? Exactly. I mean, i got a bonus <laughs> episode or something. But I think we
1: should do that. All right. So our topic for tonight is... Um, is it possible to find unity amid diversity of thoughts beliefs ways of seeing the world in a church setting Uh, and is this ideal what might some positives be what are some challenges or drawbacks to that because i think many of us have experienced at some point in our lives probably most of us churches that are gathered around similarity of thought and belief both on theology, on social values, um, how God wants us to be in the world. Uh, and it seems that it's natural for those things to sort of coalesce around similar thoughts. But is it possible to do it with
0: diversity of thought and beliefs? And it, um, yeah. I think the church is the perfect setting for it because usually um, ideally in a church setting we have we 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 realize the bigger picture or we see a bigger picture this is whatever the issues are on our differences or opinions about things we realize there's a bigger issue at play here whether it's spiritual transformation whether it's doing our best to be the embodiment of god you know whatever it is that's that's the bigger issue that drove us to be in or churches and spiritual communities in the first place. That's a backdrop. And for the most part, even though churches sometimes traditionally have not done a good job at this, ideally a church should be a safe place. Right. But like I said, sometimes we don't do a good job of that. Um, And I mean, I'm experiencing a little bit of that now as for some, well, you know, that In in my community, we have, like every community, people of different and varying, sorry, political and social beliefs. And I've been poking that bear when it comes to uh, the gun control issue, um, gun safety laws. And I think that we should be in our churches using the diversity as a way to model that oneness because good we, we you know as i joked earlier we're one but we're not the same but we all got to get along together um and yeah why not that's 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 my open and salvo okay okay
2: i mean i think church has to have a central core message you know like there's got to be a reason It's almost like your marketing message, like you have to have that central core, why people come. Um, You have to have some semblance of what you're going to talk about when you're there. You have to feel some kind of connection with the people around you. I think questioning should be allowed. I think um, different opinions should be allowed. But it's, you know, you're all sitting at one table and you have to agree that you're going to sit at that table together, whatever that table is. So you know you can't you know take a buddhist into a christian church and have that buddhist ex- it, it all comes down to expectations you can't have that buddhist expect all the christians to change to match his beliefs because his beliefs are better you know what i mean like it it all comes down to what your expectations are and if ex- expectations are clear about what the you know the core is yeah you can question it or whatever but um you know unless like-
0: it's a unity church because secretly all of us in unity want to be Buddhist.
2: Oh, I totally we, agree. We, we, you call we, yourselves Christians, but you want to be Buddhist. So I totally agree. That,
0: that, that is that is my tagline for unity. Christians who want to be Buddhist, but not ready to give up God yet.
2: <laughs> I I can definitely appreciate that. I get it.
1: No, I hear you, Tina. I think, I think you hit on something important that there has to be a central um, something, right? That that draws people together. Now that something could be a longing to be in community with people who see things differently, right? So the value could be diversity of thought that draws you together, but the more diversity that's present, I think the harder it is to um, gather energy and begin to enact a way of being in the world because if everybody's all over the place you're going to be acting all over the place you're not going to agree on any one way to act or be present in the world because you may be constantly disagreeing with each other Um, so for example my church that i pastor now a ucc church is probably the most progressive open-minded whatever you want to say church that i've ever um, been a part of and and I love it, and it's great. And we welcome people wherever they are. And we have people from a lot of different backgrounds, um, different theological traditions. We have some people who don't claim any faith, who are atheists, who worship with us. Uh, and I think that's that's great. Uh, but at the same time, those people come because there is something that's a cohesion, right? It's a, um, a desire to seek compassion, to seek love, to encourage one another to live that love in the world to be um, a social critique of the powers and political systems that we have at least critique in the way of pushing them more toward um, what we perceive as love and compassion but there has to be some agreement about what that looks like right for us to then live that into the world so it's to me it's a really interesting question because I think there's a tension and i think you know for example you know we're a community that uh affirms uh our gay lesbian transgender uh friends to be full participants in the life of the church uh and there's no no limitation based on um sexual orientation gender identity anything like that but if we had someone who came who was vehemently opposed to that inclusion well we would welcome them to um to We'd welcome them to be there with us, but we're not going to champion that voice. We're not going to invite that person to serve on our leadership team. We're not going to go to that person's rally against, you know, right against gay rights. We're just not going to do that because we hold the value.
0: And they probably wouldn't stay long either. And
1: they, yeah, right. They would self-select that this is not the place for them. Yeah. That's exactly right.
2: But I mean, but would you make an active campaign to change them? Or would you accept them as they were and let them come? I mean, if they chose to come to your church, would you let them keep coming, knowing that their voice was so different than yours?
0: I would, and at the same time, I would be very careful not to adjust my voice to make them comfortable. Yes, that's well said. I think that's an important thing. And the reason I think diversity of thought is important is because then we don't get in to a place of like holier than thou self-righteousness thinking because we all think like we're right. Yeah, that's right. We have other people sharing um, thoughts and beliefs different from ours, but, but I believe equally valid to say, Hey, yeah, listen, this is, you know, you, you think you're in the right place or saying the right thing here, but there's a bigger picture, you know, I, 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 at the core, you know, and again, we, you know, this, this is up right now in our community, um, you know, around the gun violence issue. And, and, and if you watch my talk on Sunday, I kind of like very carefully and I think um, conscientiously laid out what our spiritual imperative for creating a more peaceful world through like some sensible gun laws we can all agree on um mm-hmm. and for the most part it was well received but again there were some also some people who've had discussions with one on one who for them um they don't necessarily see the two things overlapping i mean our guest last week um you know kevin the libertarian yep. <laughs> you know he was quite he was comfortable with neighbors having missiles and tanks like at least theoretically <laughs> if not in actuality um Great. yeah so, so everybody's Something. not going to share that view but it's an important view to realize because um because if we don't if we don't listen and accept and and try to um figure out where the common ground is with people who may have different beliefs or thoughts we're never going to see the peace we claim that we want yeah you know i can i can hear and respect kevin's view about Uh, you know government overreach and 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 truly his impetus about creating community and looking out for your neighbors as more important than anything else i can truly get on board with that and agree with that so there were many if you listen to last week's episode there were many things that we found common ground on in fact he joked later that i'm like 85 percent libertarian and i'm in denial about it and you know of course if you haven't denied that but that's a whole other story so so i think yeah I think, and I think, church is important because, by default, in churches, I think we seek not to harm each other. So I think we tend to, by default, well, try to have a little more. Again, there, there, Tina's face. That was just worth it right there. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> no, she's like, what? People are not hurting each other. Outliers everywhere. But I think generally, when we come in spiritual community and churches together, we try to be a little more civil and nicer. So, so yeah,
2: again, I, I think I think you have to recognize that you you and Brian might be the outliers.
1: We live in a utopian uh, experience. Yeah, you
2: live in your little bubbles, but um, I, I hear you. I, I just uh, I think it's um, I think that the number one thing you said was we need to listen to other people because people have very vast experiences that shape the way they believe things. So to tell somebody that they're wrong or that their beliefs are wrong is, that's like telling them that their upbringing is wrong, that their lives are wrong. And it's not acceptable to do that. Did you read that article I sent today? That That's, what, yes. that's exactly what we do to each other. We're like, if you're not on the same page as I am, you are totally against me and I want nothing to do with you. And we've become so divisive. We haven't been like, oh, you sit at the table next to me, I'm okay with you sitting at that table. You know what I mean? Like it's your table needs to, to to just not exist. And as as far as your guest last week with, you know, he wants to protect his community. Well, that depends on how big you think your community reaches. I, I consider the world, my community, you know?
1: Yeah. Right. Right. And so I think, you know, I think a question is what's the ideal place for, um, for such diversity of thought and is the church that space or is it within, or, I mean, I agree that I want a diversity of thought in any community I'm in, but I feel like there's a, an orbit uh, or a circumference within which I, I'm <sighs> this is terrible. I, I'm, I'm wrestling with it myself as I'm struggling to articulate it, but I feel like there has to be sort of a radius contained within people. I want to be in a community like a church where it's a community of caring for each other, um, embodying you know, our values in the world together. But I think a setting like a pub theology gathering is optimal for having any single perspective at the table and welcoming people to come. to to hash out the ideas and then there's no expectation of well we need to make a decision about a budget together or we need to decide about a protest or a rally or a service project no we're just here simply to come together in good faith and listen and hear each other and we don't have to make any decisions about a worship service or you know anything else you know so i feel like there has to be some cohesion in a church amid some differing views But I feel like a pub theology setting really is made for um, opening ourselves up to all kinds of perspectives.
0: Are you just trying to plug your book? Is that what this is? Is that where we're going? No,
1: no, no, no. I'm just wrestling with the the two different settings and other settings, right?
2: But Brian, I I think that's why um, in modern day, when you know people are more into the question and being open with diversity, and you know people believing different things, and I, I shouldn't even say that people are seeking that. You know, they they don't want a little box church where they're told what to think. And I right. think that's why things like pub theology are becoming more popular and churches are becoming less popular.
0: I was just going to say yeah. that this is why we're losing people in churches, because we're not having these discussions and we're not making these teachings and spiritual principles uh, overtly relevant. We, we 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 assume that people will will hear a good sermon and figure out how to apply that to every aspect of their life Monday through Saturday, you know? And I'm like, and I'm realizing like, not Sunday
2: afternoon or evening.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. Sunday's the off day. Uh, Sunday's nabbing football after you get home. No. And, and people are not, they want to hear specifically and overtly, you know, what, what we have to say about things. And, and, You know, the other issue or the other piece of it are those who come to church to escape all of that. Like that was, you know, Mm, you know, if you read my Facebook posts for the last two days, apparently, as I as I said to one friend, I thought I was poking the bear and like the whole damn forest came out. It was like it's it's still going a little bit. Yeah. Right. But again, it's uh, one of the things people some of the comments were like, I don't go to church to hear that I go to church to use church as an escape from that. And I'm like, church is not an escape. No, 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 no. For, like, for me, and I know some people use it as that. But then right. my point of view, and this is just me, my point of view is church is where you come to be spiritually educated and empowered and transformed so then you can go out into the world in your Monday through Saturday stuff and be the difference. It's not a bad but-
2: that yes, depends on where you're at in life, Ogan. Like, what if somebody coming to church—that's the only place they feel safe. They don't want to be pushed. They don't want to be prodded. That's the only place they feel like they can relax and be safe.
0: I can hear that. I can. I can hear that. And
2: can you respect uh, that, though?
0: Yeah, I can respect that. But I yes, I can respect that. And I don't believe that that should be all my ministry should be about because there there are days when it is about that. And then there are days where it's a little more of the be empowered and engaging that, that old saying that I like to use, we're here to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. It's gotta be the both and not the either or. Yeah.
1: I I think so. I think so. And I think that is part of the tension because people are um, hurting their um, wounded they're struggling just to survive as human beings and so we need words of of healing and welcome and, and grace and acceptance and we also need to name the divisions in society and the ways we're failing as a larger whatever human species yeah. uh, not in a way that we're you know um I don't know, in a way that, that also, as Ogan said, empowers us to live a different way and to voice a different way. So I, I think, you know, if we're not pushed and challenged a little bit at church,
0: then, you know, I don't know. And I feel like the we need a church. Yeah. I mean, like, I remember, like, uh, one day one congregant in the receiving line said to me, um, you know, can I make the meditations on sunday during church longer because that's the only time he gets to meditate during the week and i said in my head this is what was in, i didn't say it out loud if it's it
2: important like do you make the time <laughs> sorry go ahead.
0: i'm like if the only time you're meditating is the five minutes on sunday morning then you're missing the point of meditation mm. like you know if you want to meditate you have to make time for it you know go to sleep 10 minutes later wake up 10 minutes early it doesn't take an hour Take an extra hour in a day, it literally takes like an extra five to ten minutes daily. So, so the whole you know, if 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 this is what you're saying to me, you haven't been listening to what I've been saying, you know, the tools. altar church, work, to uh, it's yeah. always good to say to five minutes on Sunday morning. That's not I, it.
1: I find it very effective to say to my parishioners, You have not been listening to what I've been saying. <laughs> <laughs> i
2: bet they love that, <laughs> they love that. <laughs>
0: excuse me that keeps them coming back i i do have an attendance issue currently so maybe I have to revisit that tactic <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, but no i think sometimes and listen i do it to myself too i do it to myself too of course i will i will say and i'll say this from the pulpit i'll say things like you know I'm giving the sermon I need to hear today because I've not been doing this practice. I've not been really living this principle in my life. So thank you all for being here to witness my conversation with myself, calling me higher. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it.
1: Bye. Here
2: the rest of us talk to ourselves behind closed doors, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Ogan does it on a ball pit. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh, my goodness. I like an audience. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so um i was preaching on sunday on the parable of the ten bridesmaids uh or classically called the ten virgins and it's uh, their way wait- in the parable jesus tells these ten women are waiting for the bridegroom to come and they all have lamps and only five of them thought to get extra oil for their lamp those are the wise ones the foolish ones didn't get extra oil they all go to sleep. And then at midnight, the bridegroom comes, and the five without oil have to go to town. The other five get to go with the bridegroom to the wedding banquet, the party. By the time the ones who went to the store to get oil come back, the door shut. They're not welcome in. Seems to be a story about Jesus' return or second coming or who gets into heaven or something along those lines. Um,
0: I have, first of all, I got issues with that parable because, like, like if 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 you are if you're bridesmaids or whatever virgin whatever and like you know you're waiting for the groom to come like you don't need lights you know what I'm saying like he I'm wasn't thinking,
2: coming for I'm that the he, was bride, he
0: didn't them bring the party. oil they weren't the bride they were the bridesmaids yeah. hey, polygamy was big on polygamy was big back then we don't know
1: so you think Jesus is telling a story of a guy with his ten what, his ten concubines
2: no, it's not. The, uh, Ogan, look where your mind goes.
0: Yeah, Brian, I don't think,
2: Brian, I don't think you ever get to the point though, because. Ogan says, what. this is my
0: favorite parable. What happened to except, diversity of thought and belief? We were just talking about that. Can I not have a diversity yeah. of this data? I own? think there There's are, there are
1: yeah. limits. See, that's what I'm saying. There are limits.
0: Only if
2: you put them there. <laughs> so, so Brian, here's where my mind goes so, at. it's not um, about Jesus second coming. It's about the Myers Briggs and Jesus is endorsing the judges who who are like the list makers and the organizers and the the, organizers uh, and the people who are not prepared and fly by the seat of the pants, the perceivers, the peas. That's me. Um, He, you're really that's we have a discussion. I'm shocked by that. So you're shocked by that dude not endorsing the J's.
0: He didn't have a script ready for a show. Of course, he's flying by the seat of his pants.
2: Oh, good point. Good point.
0: Thank you. There you go. You're well,
2: a P, you, Ogan?
1: Sometimes my sermon's being written as I preach it. <laughs> exactly. Point. I hope no one's listening. Long,
2: as long as you're good at it, anyhow. The, carry I'm on the, with your second coming.
0: <laughs> I, I am the P of all P's.
2: <laughs> oh, I have no doubt. Yeah, see, coming <laughs> you, leader.
0: and you put
1: a P together with an Enneagram nine, and what do you get, ogan <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You get you get you get a disaster show is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> I know this well. You do not want to be with me like a Sunday morning. It's
1: Good thing Ogan and I were never like college roommates or anything because nothing would have ever gotten done.
0: No, nothing would have ever gotten done. Uh we so yeah, you two run week, the
2: show. <laughs> two, two,
0: weeks, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, um um or three weeks ago, the teens from our church went to the went to like, you know, the regional church camp thing and yeah. And Joy ended up having to give a little Sunday sermon, part of the Sunday sermon talk. It was her first one. I was like having the proud papa moment of, look at my girl following in her daddy's footsteps and her mama's footsteps. So the following week, I said to the teens, you guys got to come and talk about your experience. And Joy and this other kid who also did it shared the experience. So Joy was talking about how it was like two in the morning and she was still struggling with what to write and what to say. That morning and somebody in the congregation yelled out apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> and everybody had a good laugh about it. And then I came up and I said, Okay, let's be clear. There's no time I'm up at two in the in the morning trying to write a talk. Every if eleven comes and that talk is not written, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and it'll be it
2: on Sunday morning. <laughs>
0: exactly. I'm not yeah. staying up at 2 a.m. So she did not yeah. get that for me. There I'm I'm yeah, that's that's I'm not a preparer. <laughs>
1: so i was telling that uh parable because i think uh or saying why i preached on it well it was on the lectionary that's why i preached on it but you know <laughs> noting that you know there are different ways to read that and
0: you know uh, where are you going with this my man like you brought it up where am i where I am i going mind. with this Brian, Well, this is...
2: awfully conflicted tonight <laughs>
1: I just said, don't, don't spend a whole lot of time waiting for Jesus to come back. Maybe, maybe we're the return of Jesus that, that we need. Right. So, so I said a, th- a thing that might offend a lot of people who kind of hold on to, well, Jesus is coming back and I'm waiting for that. And that's my hope is in Jesus return. And I kind of voiced my view that I, I don't really, I'm not waiting for that. I don't I don't have big expectations of, you know, the sky opening up and, oh, hey there's Jesus, but that what could be offensive trying- to people in my community. Right. So how do you, so, you know, I shared my view but I'm also preaching so I have a, you know, a platform that not everybody in the Pew does.
0: But that's our job. That is our job. Our job is is to inform and educate. Yeah. Like there's 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 no 30 something year old Jew on a white horse coming out of the sky. That's not going to happen. Like <laughs> Are are you sure? I am sure. You know why I'm sure because why? we know about why Revelation was written, and who the audience was Revelation for, and the purpose of it. We have biblical scholarship. We know yes, Revelation. But Jesus
1: himself in the Gospels says, "You'll see the Son of Man coming on the clouds, at the
0: right hand of power, etc." Without Revelation, okay. and,
2: and you have very literal people.
0: Jesus was reported to have said that. We all know about the authors of the Gospels. Again, we don't
2: that, all know this, Ogen.
0: You, but, but this is my like, point.
2: Uh-huh. Or
1: could Jesus point. just have been wrong? Could Jesus have just thought that's what was going to happen? But say that on the
2: pulpit next week. But Should that I say is that? My point
1: exactly, Tina. That'll be my <laughs> last Sunday. <laughs> oh Lord,
0: that is our role. Our role is to inform and educate so that people aren't holding on to to these ideas that they may have picked up, you know, as kids or whatever. And to say, listen, don't be don't be stuck in this place of of fear because Jesus may return one day and judge you. Don't be stuck in this place of of needing to appease some old man God in the sky. That's not what true spirituality is all about. What it is to but, them though, and but, we're allowing yes, diversity we can... of belief
2: yes Ogan. Oh, you this is your truth and you're trying to tell somebody out that your truth is the right one
0: no no i'm no 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 so no that's what i'm saying so i'm harsh. saying if they are sitting in my congregation if they're sitting in my congregation this is what this
2: is my congregation you're gonna believe what i believe
0: <laughs> i give up. i'm leaving the room they're not so, so let's go, let's take this back to what Brian started with us earlier. What is, what is the common thread of any church or any spiritual community? Minister. Okay. No, the, the belief, the, the, the belief and what the people believe in. So unity. So let's look at unity. Unity yeah. has a certain set of. calling
1: people to the unity way of UCC seeing.
0: UCC has theirs. The Methodists have theirs. Evangelicals have theirs. Everyone has a specific beliefs. I am not calling one right or wrong. But what I'm saying is when you come into a community, the role of the minister is to share, educate, and inform people about the beliefs of that specific brand of theology. And for some people, it will resonate. And for some people, it won't. Now, I'm not telling you that someone who's sitting in front of me if they if they believe that Jesus is still coming out of the sky, they can hold on to that belief. I'm not trying to change their minds. I'm sharing mm-hmm. this is what unity theology believes, and and what this you believe is what it is. So you can either yes choose to believe it or not, and I am fine either way. I really yeah. am.
2: Okay, I I know you're gonna be shocked by this, but I'm gonna argue with you. Okay, I have attended. And I mean, steadily attended for a little while for unity churches. And although they may be based on similar principles, there are, they are very different based on the minister, based on who is up at the pulpit and who's leading the group. That's why I say that. Brian can tell you his unity church, his UCC church, sorry, Brian, is very different than another UCC church that somebody else, you know, you have this culture and you have, and it may be that the culture drew you in because you fit that culture, but it may be that, you know, a church plants a minister and they, the culture develops around the minister. But my point is to go back to Brian's original question is you have to be you, like you be you, Brian. And if you are up there and you say something that's uncomfortable to somebody, they don't belong in your community because for as much as you say it's the church, it is really about it's the minister that's leading the people. And and yes, oh, they have no. to give the people what they want, but you also have to kind of keep a focus there, too. And you're going to do the best you can to keep your focus on whether it's UCC or unity or whatever. But you're still going to put out your own beliefs and you're still going to put out your own personality.
0: And if they may push,
2: oust you for it, I'm just saying. What?
0: And if you push their buttons... It's a great, it's a great teachable moment for everyone. Why? So like when I hear stuff that doesn't necessarily resonate with me or I don't agree with, like I'm at the point now where like, wait, that button got pushed. Why did I get upset about that? What, what, what is it that I have in some entrenched unconscious belief that doesn't allow me to resonate with that? Do I need to expand my beliefs or, or am I comfortable with where I am and could, you know, offer a different opinion. So if someone in in my congregation hears something I say that, you know, pushes up against a belief they've always had, then they got a lot of choices. They could say, yeah, I don't agree with this and head out the door. Or they could say, ooh, I kind of got upset about that. Why did I get upset? What is this yeah. previous belief I have held? Why am I holding on to it? Why is it so important for me to hold on to? Oh yeah, I still want to hold on to it. So I'll still come because I like the community and I like the people, but I'm just gonna believe what I believe. You yeah. Know, or that or it may in it may be the catalyst to have them to expand and change or begin to evolve their belief or whatever. And and that goes for us ministers too. We our beliefs need to be challenged. We need to expand as well. We don't know it all. Um, but I think that's the point of church to spiritually challenge spiritually empower spiritually educate inform and at the same time be that place of healing and comfort and support that people need for different areas of their life not everyone is in crisis all the time so the people who are not in crisis they need one they need a different set of things than the people who are in crisis and this is what makes church so challenging this is what makes sunday sermons so challenging like how are you going to say something to kind of address everyone so i don't try every talk every talk is some talks are going to be about the healing and the comfort and the love and the support and community. And some talks are going to be a little bit more provocative than that. But
1: some sermons, you're going to come out guns blazing against guns. Yeah.
0: Some sermons it's going to be like, you <laughs> know what? I didn't, I didn't really have a time to prepare a talk. So let's take questions from the audience. <laughs> ah, nice. nice. Oh, those are my favorite Sundays. Actually they call acts the minister Sundays but oh, I, never, you, I never i okay. never take live questions i have people sending the questions ahead of time <laughs> oh man i'd want to take live questions come on
2: i was gonna say Ogan, you should be good with the live questions no, no so you guys I, are spontaneous I, remember
0: seriously exactly <laughs> I get myself in the most trouble are you kidding me i need yeah, to probably me. you do you just start talking and suddenly you're like wait am exactly. i saying this now is exactly. everybody hearing this <laughs>
1: <saying that's> <laughs> thing what,
0: happens? <laughs> what happens is people ask the same question in like 14 different ways yeah and they don't you want to you want to
1: in you want to step parent, ahead of that. I
0: can, write them, I can group them together and, and address them. Um, yeah, no, me off the cuff is probably not the best for anyone.
2: Yeah, you so do it every I, week here. I, I'm
0: actually writing this one down. Ask the Minister,
1: Minister Sunday. I need to have one of these soon. Yeah, they and they're kind of really,
2: cool, Brian.
0: They're really good, like the Sunday after you come back from vacation. Exactly. So or I'm, I'm thinking
1: talk. the Sunday after Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> there you go. So you're not trying to prep a talk. Over turkey. <laughs>
2: It's a Sunday after Thanksgiving, so everyone's happy.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I, I will say that when I am going to say something that I know is potentially provocative for people or will challenge a belief they have, such as about the return of Jesus, I do try to take the time to unfold what I'm reading in the scripture uh, in, in the text and why I'm reading a certain way and bring in some scholarship or a philosophical view or something that you know gives credence. It's not just because Brian doesn't like this anymore or he thinks he's better than everyone or I'm just being whimsical about it. No, I, I've really thought about this. I've wrestled with this. I've held a certain view at one point in my life. I've migrated to another view. Let me help you see why maybe that view is worth considering you know, I, I'm a, not saying a, I always
0: succeed at that, but I try to do that. That's Brian, a three-part That's a three-part sermon. You got to take 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 your time with that one.
2: <laughs> but, Brian, I have no doubt you do that. Now, being on this show with you, you are very thoughtful in um, your re- replies. You're very thoughtful in what you say. However, anybody can find Scripture to back up what they believe.
1: Hey-oh. Yeah, well, usually it's using Scripture to st- – figure out why you can't back up what you thought you believed. It so that's what I mean by that.
2: That's interesting.
0: But ultimately it should still conform with so so this goes back to again the values. Yeah. So, you know, if I am if I am in a community that does believe in oneness and equality, then that's the lens through which I will read scripture now if i believe in to your point tina if i believe in you know uh inequality and that's the lens through which i will read the scripture as well um so this is oh, the this is the uh you, you know this is this is the i i guess the one point that that i think is useful f- to say to people go hear different views go go hear different ministers different sermons you know get a wide variety of thoughts around the same topic and see what resonates best for you Um, and don't just but but at the same time don't just like go with the one that oh you know that's how I think so I'm aligning with that allow yourself to be challenged as well which is why again back to where we started it's important to have diversity of views within a community as long as you're clear that when you are challenged in your own beliefs, don't use that as the excuse and the impetus to run away. Use that as a teachable moment for yourself. Why does this challenge me? Why don't I agree with this? What could I perhaps learn from this? So I'll tell you, you know, in over the last few weeks, you know, conversations ranging from, you know, our libertarian friend last week to, you know, some of my congregants, and and where they stand on like like the gun issues like originally you know my thinking is like we just need to get rid of all the guns like that that's the answer let's just get rid of all the guns and we wouldn't have these problems you know so now i'm like you know what i can't i can't argue to say to a person if he wants to have a gun have have a gun i do believe guns are incompatible with the idea of life so but at the same, I know. Uh, was your theology question ever answered? Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> but but at the same time, even if I can even if I can agree, or even if I can come to place of saying I don't understand um, an individual's desire to to have use a gun because it's not been part of my uh, upbringing culture. You know, some people because of the bonding that they have with. You know, families, fathers, grandparents around hunting or whatever. You know, guns play a central part of who they are and their life story. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have that experience, so I can't put that down. I can't, you know, I can't say you're wrong for holding that. And at the same time, I can also say, yeah, but do you need a fully automatic weapon with armor-piercing bullets? Like the bears and the deers are not wearing bulletproof vests, so like, you know. where where do we draw the line i don't we we, maybe we don't need to eradicate all the guns if you want to have a gun but let's let's be sensible about it you know or as as a friend pointed out to me if you're gonna use the excuse of of the right to bear arms includes hunting then we should have the right to arm the bears and let them make it a true sport (laughs) and let them respond to us as well
1: yeah I, i agree I agree. And actually, it is uh, gun season opens tomorrow, uh,
0: at least in Michigan. Yeah, up, up here in a lot of places, too. Yeah. So, Everybody wear your orange vest. <laughs> so my third
1: grader, she's like, yes, yeah, some of my friends are missing class tomorrow. Some girls. And she's like, there's just several girls in her class who are going to be gone for hunting, but no boys. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was cool.
0: <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. No, uh, that's yeah. cool. Um, And interestingly, Joy, I don't know if I told you guys this, but Joy wants to, Joy has asked me to take her to a range to learn how to use a gun. You did say that on our gun show. Yeah. And I was like, why would you want to do that? And her thing is, I hear all these people talking about guns and the fascination with guns, and I don't get it because I've never used a gun. So I want to go learn how to shoot a gun to see if I can understand their perspective. And I couldn't argue with that logic. Like, that made perfect sense to me. And it again talk about pushing buttons. It pushed up against my own beliefs and values around guns. So I'm like, oh crap. Like I gotta take her to a gun range now because what she said kind of makes sense.
2: <laughs> I've shot a gun. It's fun. Well, Ooh, there you go.
0: Whoa, there we go. Are you wait, are you a good shot?
2: Um, no, I'm really good with a bow and arrow, but I'm not archer. I mean, I'm not I haven't shot a gun enough to be good at that. Gotcha. Just call me Katniss Everdeen.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I, I was about to.
0: <laughs> so if I come Ooh. to visit and 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 show up unexpectedly, I don't have to worry about a bullet in my brain, but I have to worry about like an arrow in my chest cavity. All right. Possibly,
2: yeah. Well, unexpected <laughs> is like two o'clock in the morning, and you just walk in my house, yeah.
0: <laughs> you yeah. know, walk out in your nightgown and a crossbow, like. <laughs> like what what strange universe am i walking yeah. into <laughs> exactly. oh my goodness good stuff
1: so i i think it is important to wrestle with and be exposed to many views and be uh, in community with people of many views and i think you know i think our wrestling with how that works in a church community was was good and i think we do need to wrestle with creating that space but also finding things that draw us together amidst those diversity of thoughts and being open to being challenged by each other but uh, yeah any uh, any final words or final uh revelations to share with our listeners
0: embrace embrace the difference embrace the diversity use it as a catalyst for further growth and expansion and transformation, not as a source of conflict.
1: Uh, I'll share a final word from our listener and then I'll give Tina a chance to jump in. Uh, So Kelly says, inclusivity, sorry, sorry, Kelly, I I blew that. (laughs) Uh, Take that back. Kelly says, inclusivity and diversity, those are the polarity we are always immersed in. One of the many eternal, unsolvable, and unending paradoxes that live in us and in which we live. Our perpetual dance between these two is necessary and delicious as we navigate the journey of our inner knowing and outer expression.
2: Beautiful. Way to see the beauty in it. So poetic.
1: Well done, Kelly. Well done, Kelly. Kelly. Way to embrace
2: being human. (laughs) Sorry.
1: Exactly. And it may be overrated, I hear. (laughs) sometimes nice nice play
2: only when we're in a dark place
1: (laughs) and uh, i believe tina has something to share with our listeners so
2: yes i dropped a bomb on ogan and brian before the show started um was not my intention to do it this way but this is going to be my last show um i was I was gonna, I was gonna hold out for the the rest of the year, but we do take a Christmas hiatus and I'm busy the next three weeks. So it seems like a good stopping place. Um, I love this show. I've had a really great time. It's uh, at times in (laughs) for quite a while. It was instrumental. Um, I needed it. and. I've yeah, I've had a great time. I can't talk right now.
0: <laughs> Wasn't this like your idea to begin with? Because we wrapped it, up we wrapped up the rants the revelation show, you and me, and you're like, we gotta do another podcast. This was your doing. You're leaving us now. I'm not happy with you.
2: <laughs> I know, I know you're not, Ogan. I heard it earlier. Um, I know, but it's it's I have to go with my gut. It's my place in in life right now. I need to focus on certain things, I need to focus on my community and um i when when i get a gut feeling like this i need to go with it because i feel like i feel like there's somebody else that needs to be here or maybe it's multiple people that need to be here in this chair and that if i open up this time something's going to come to me where i'm needed so I'm, I'm going with my gut on this um like i said i will gladly come back as a guest you know if you guys have a topic that you think resonates with me if we're going to play that game online i'm totally coming back for that yeah um but yeah, it, it just, it, I'm sad. I mean, I love this. I love doing this. I'm in tears right now telling you this, but I hope we'll stay friends, you know? Like, <laughs> I love hanging out with here's, you guys and it's a lot of fun. Goes
0: without saying. Here's how we feel about this. <laughs> Brian, Sorry. thank
2: you for being supportive of my decision.
0: <laughs> I am supportive of your decision maybe in another couple hours. I'm still processing. I'm not handling it well. i I think i think i'm okay to have that response as well just as i am sure you may have struggled with coming to this decision or 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 not but either way like it's like the, the the this this time is one of like the top three most look forward times of my week to come sit and talk with you guys and and now you're leaving and you know you and i go way back and we do this this is a thing we do really well together like i said this was your damn idea to begin with um so <laughs> like what the hell um but 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 i also because we go way back enough i know that when you are in this place of your true self and intuition telling you that um that this is that that to go in this direction that a, you have to follow it, otherwise you're going to be miserable, and I don't want you around me miserable. So you know, might be a good thing after all. And two, and and two, it's it's. I know that that means good. It's a good thing for you. And ultimately, as as one of my lifelong friends, one of my as I call one of my lifers, and as a person I love very much, I want you to be happy. So yes, you know, go be happy. We'll suffer. We'll suffer. I we I you know I will suffer with with your absence for for some time. I mean, I will because every time somebody else now is there, I'm going to like, damn Tina I had to go leave the show kind of deal. So I so know.
2: it's going to take two episodes, dude. You have such such a short attention two. span. <laughs>
0: dude, this is rolling into February. What are you talking? Oh about? man, two episodes. Man,
1: wow, wow. What to say, Tina? Uh, you caught caught me off guard and i'm i'm very sad uh you know it is going to take time to to process uh but i'm grateful for your honesty grateful i've gotten the chance to know you uh through this show because i've never met you in person uh we have had a virtual relationship and i've enjoyed it immensely And I I love how you said, uh, you know, you needed the show. And I will say for me and on behalf of, no doubt, our listeners, this show has needed you. Uh, So thank you for being present, being uh, a voice from outside the halls and the walls of church. Um, A voice that uh, has brought levity and sanity and depth and nuance to the show. And we'll miss you.
2: Thanks, Brian. Indeed. Now go find the person that needs to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not dismissing. Um, I'm not dismissing you guys. I know that's my thing, but um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
1: It has been fun. It has. I'm going to try to wrap us up if if that's even possible.
0: <laughs> no, I know.
2: Oh, it's wow. I'm
0: crying my bear here. <laughs> oh, man, man. And can I just say like no. saying you dropped a bomb is a little bit of an understatement? Like you you unleashed an arsenal of dismay on us like before the show started. Oh my
2: God, you're such a drama queen.
1: It's like no, I feel it's like it's the, the f- shadow monster from Stranger Things, and it's kind of like
2: Dude, stop it. I've only seen the first episode. You don't
0: know, <laughs> listen, first of all, I'm I, I'm 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 almost offended that you are downplaying. My feelings here about how, like, I'm not, I am not trying to just listen. He's, I, I, I'm done. I don't have the words. I don't. Know. You know, you know it. You know I love you, and this is like one of this is this is this is tragic.
2: Shut it down, Brian.
0: I'll yeah. shut it down. Do an after show. Oh. Mm, so. Glad I got a therapy appointment on Friday. Is all I'm saying. Mm, mm, absolutely. I'm Need this. it. Well, thank you, friends,
1: for tuning in to Pub Theology Live, you know you can connect and spread the word on social media. Please share a favorite episode, you know, send it out on Twitter, post it to your wall, tell your friends to tune in. Uh, We'd love that. Um, And of course you can listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or iTunes, and we'd love you to rate us in those venues. If you think, yeah, I'd like to have conversations with people of differing views and perspectives in my community, and I see the value in that, you can go to pubtheology.com and check out the directory there. And if you don't see one happening in your neighborhood, you'll find resources to start your own. Thank you again to our sponsors, Wink Wine Club, who you'll find at trywink.com slash ptlive, and Casual Priest, who you'll find at casualpriest.com. And of course, thank you to our intrepid co-host for all these many episodes, Tina Simmons. We will miss yeah. you. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing. One guest and suddenly she's like, Oh, this is kind of nice to have the week off.
0: (laughs) Just so you know, this will this will this will get me a little depressed for the next few weeks. I'm not kidding you. Um yeah, so
2: call me, Ogan. Like we're still friends. You can still call me.
0: You're not my friend. Quit the show. You're not my friend. (laughs) Stop.
1: (laughs) Don't do that. Wow. Is this not what this is?
0: I'm i yeah. yes.
2: I'm, oh my god, Brian, it's so how he is. He'll be fine tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I will not be fine tomorrow. Oh I will my be gosh. Eventually, but not tomorrow. I can guarantee you that. Um, and yes, I know our relationship and friendship transcends the show, so I'm not worried about you disappearing from my life. That's that's not the issue. But again, it's it it's 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 very you know, it's the end of an era. It's the end of a... I know. I mean, I'm even drinking out of my
1: Tina mug tonight. <laughs> that's what I do. I drink and I know
0: things, baby. I'm
2: still sending you Christmas presents, just so you know. <laughs>
0: oh, awesome. See, awesome. now you should have given us some heads up. We'd have made this like like a Tina tribute show.
2: And that's and why I didn't.
0: She didn't want that. Thank you. I don't care what she wants. If if you're gonna leave us miserable, you got to put up with what we want to do to you. Like, I think you know. I might have to
1: go back to some like post post-show, early post shows where, and just like take some best of Tina. You know, yes, make a whole, make a whole best of Tina episode. Don't
2: yes. make that dramatic.
0: Um. So what are you gonna do with your Tuesday nights now? Other than I don't having... know. That's
2: the whole point. Well, the the next, like I said, you know, I have a friend coming for the next two weeks, and then I'm traveling and. And it's Christmas. I don't know. I don't know what happens in January.
0: Gotcha.
1: We're going to have a blue Christmas episode this year where we just cry yeah. the
2: whole time. <laughs> Stop it. I, you know, I did say you can invite me back someday.
0: <laughs> oh, good. I hope notice. so. You know, well, I'm already looking forward to that. No, I'm not. That's going to make me more depressed all over again.
2: <laughs> you guys have fun when I'm not on the air. Like, you're going to be okay.
0: Between this show and, and, Vance Revelations Radio. We've done a lot of podcasts together, and it's yeah, it's just it's just I'm sad.
1: The beauty of it is you have 70 episodes you can list do over Christmas to get you to get you through. Yeah, I don't miss her that.
0: I don't miss her that much. Come on.
1: Oh, there it is. Yeah, exactly. He
2: doesn't listen. He doesn't miss me enough to actually listen to an episode, but. That
0: would make me sadder. It'd be like,
2: oh, she's not coming back, and we not gonna.
0: No, that no. Well, I...
2: But Ogan, you just said it. Like you know how things come back around. This might not be the last thing the three of us do together. You know. Oh my
0: god, that's right. I don't know. I can't start another podcast. I'm on, like my fourth now. This.
2: Is you thing. think so small. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I don't. I
0: don't handle loss well. Okay. Mm. Don't. I don't. Mm. <laughs> just don't. Oh. You're I not losing
2: anything. You ha- we have guests all the time. You'll have guests. I'll, It'll be fine. I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm sorry.
0: No, I. I know. I know you're not, and I'm not trying to over Dramatize. Dramatize. I'm not trying to over-dramatize it either. But um,
2: Brian, be the voice of wisdom, like you always are. <laughs> uh, I was going to
0: say you're
1: not trying to over-dramatize it, but you have.
2: But I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to downplay it, but that's what I do. <laughs>
0: So I'd like to, you know, if we've got any beers left, I'd like to propose a toast. Oh, yeah, my toast life. to that, Tina. Right?
2: Toast. I would, Thanks, I guys. Would pour,
0: I would pour some out for you, but it'll get on my computer keyboard and yeah, that's good. That. Oh, I wasn't supposed to do that?
2: Oh, yeah. that's alcohol yeah. abuse, <laughs> dude. Don't ever do that. So, so honestly,
0: thank you, Tina, for an awesome 70 episodes or 60 something, however many you've been gone. But, um, but thank you. Thank you also really honestly for... Yeah, being kickstarting a- it to start this thing because <laughs> i was i was all good being done before and you were like we got to get another one going so
2: yeah we missed it
0: so well and
2: you. i'm glad we did it and i'm glad we did it for pub theology um i hope it's helped you brian i hope it's helped spread pub theology it's such a good concept and like i, I do think it's the uh, church of the future um and I, I'm going to miss you guys. Don't think like I'm walking away from this and I'm all happy. Like, I, I love Fair you guys. Enough. You guys are like two of my best friends. And I, I look forward to this. It's just, like I said, I have to go with my gut.
0: Yeah. Understood. Is it your gut? Are you just having some indigestion? Like, what's, like... Just...
2: <laughs> I have a stomach of steel, mother.
0: Just... Uh, well, I mean,
1: I, 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 as Ogun has said, I I look forward to this time every week. And, like, honestly, like... I. I just feel like our, our chemistry on the show grew and, and it's just fun to be with you guys, you know, regardless of the show, it's just fun to be with you guys. Yeah. And I think that's a, a win right there. Uh, so you'll be missed, but we will have you back.
2: Well, if you guys ever have a drink at night, feel free to just FaceTime me. We don't have to be live. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. We, you, Wait, We can have a relationship that isn't just like for public consumption.
2: Exactly. A
1: concept. That Go is here. awesome.
2: <laughs> All right, you guys have a good night, okay?
1: All right. You too. All right, Bye. take care. Good night.